You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 74. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. I know you've been thinking about it. I know that very techie you is ready to come out and find the tech job of her dreams this year. Who do you turn to for the support you need to move from learning to getting hired in tech? Well, I've got some great news for you. I've got you covered with the You Are Techie Coaching Membership. We listened to our audience and we heard you ask for UX design and full stack developer options in your course content, not to mention the getting hired strategies that have worked for so many women before you. The trifecta of courses, coaching, and community with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward into your tech career is like no other membership program out there. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as we walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to hang out with you here for a bit. Today, we're talking about confidence and how to build it. So I started to outline this podcast and I kept getting frustrated. At first, I wasn't sure why, but because I have so much to say about confidence, I realized there were just too many pieces. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in the show. But hence the name Building Confidence One. There are lots of strategies and so much information. I wanted to just break down kind of the the first level ones that I think are going to help you the most. So this is the beginning of building great confidence. Confidence is certainty, okay? We have certainty when our brains are able to find evidence that we're good at something. So if we believe that we're good at it, it will appear to others and to ourselves that we're confident. And, and we're going to appear that way because we are confident. We have certainty that we will be good at something or we are good at it. Okay, think about that for a moment. If we are certain that we are good at something, we will have confidence. Not if we are actually good at something. Just if we believe that we are. Now, it's a lot easier for most of us to believe that we are good at something if we actually are. But fundamentally, most things in life are subjective. So those people that are confident, they trust themselves more. Not necessarily in every area, but at least in the specific area that they appear confident in. And athletes are a great example of this. Okay, no one doubted Michael Jordan's confidence. Some even called him arrogant. 
or Muhammad Ali. Do you think that when he said, I'm the greatest, he believed it? You better believe he believed it. But he didn't just say that when he won the championship, right? He was saying that in his own head for many years and and probably out loud to other people well before he had all of the evidence. He was saying, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest, right? And now for every Muhammad Ali or Michael Jordan, who you can make a really strong case that they are the greatest, there is a Horace Grant or a Dennis Rodman. Now stick with me here if you're not a basketball fan. It's enough to know that you maybe don't know those names or can't place them specifically, but that they played pro basketball. So they were good, right? I mean, they're probably the greatest in their high school, um, probably their college. But those athletes were in in that in that Michael Jordan comparison, not the greatest. Like I don't hear a lot of debates on ESPN about Horace Grant, like he's the greatest, right? So there's a kind of agreement around it. But let me ask you a question. Do you think that Dennis or Horace would tell themselves that they were the best in the world? All right, we can't really be sure. But they absolutely used language about their greatness to build certainty around how they performed. All right, they're both professional athletes. So let me ask you this. Here's where I'm going. What is the downside to believing that you are good at something, even the greatest at it? What what's the downside? So for you, I'm I'm thinking it's not pro basketball, but what about interviewing? What about giving a speech or coding or UX? What is the downside of believing that you are good at it? And here's the thing. Even before you have a ton of evidence that it were true, what's the downside? Let's say you're listening to the podcast, you're like, man, I'm thinking about going into tech, but I don't have any prior experience or I haven't done it in a long time. Am I good at it? If I say to you, why don't you just believe that you're good at it? Then you'd think, well, because I'd be a liar, right? Well, here's the problem that I see with so many of my students and coaches. They continue to believe they are not good, even when they are. So, okay, let's say you say, well, Ellen, I'm not good at it because I'm new. So, come on, I can't really believe that I'm good at it, even though you can, actually. But the problem is they struggle to ever cross that chasm. So, like, okay, so are you good at it after a week? Are you good at it after three months? Like, when do you get to be good? Because I'm telling you that these people who are confident, they just tell themselves they're good all the time. Wow, I'm really good at that. And this is one of those things that I I tell you, I tell you a lot. I don't think saying, well, I was good at math. Oh, you're good at math. You'll be good at tech is a good, is a good comparison to make. But if you, because a lot of people weren't good at math or they don't see themselves as good at math. But if you were good at math and that's going to convince you, then go ahead and believe that. But maybe you were good at art. You're really creative. You're a creative problem solver. Use that as your evidence. Are you good at problem solving? Are you super committed and persistent? Those are also evidence that will support that you're going to be good at tech. Because I know that you can do it 
if you put in the time and diligence and stay focused on it. But what will derail you is letting yourself fall prey to some of those, well, I'm not good at it yet. Well, if I just learn this one more thing, then I'll be good at it. Um, and you know, it's not just my students and coaches, right? Like that was my story, right? I, I, I mean, in the face of evidence, I would say, oh, I just, if I learn one more thing, let me just learn one more programming language. I mean, I don't know how many I had to learn until I realized it was a confidence issue, not a skills issue, right? So my thought here, my tool that I want to share with you is to decide you are good at it right away. I'm good at it. Now, you still have learning to do. I'm not saying, okay, today I've decided I'm going to be a developer, so I don't have any skills, but let me just walk in and tell everyone how good I am and and then I'm going to get the job. Uh, Of course, that's ridiculous. But what I am saying is, okay, build a solid plan, You know, really understand what experience you need to get. But on day one, just decide that you're going to be a good developer. And if you're still thinking, no, 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 I just can't do that, then here's the question I want you to ask. Here's the filter. When will you decide that you're good at development? When will you decide that you're good at UX? When will you decide that you're a great Scrum Master? When? If not on day one, then once you get hired, then you get hired, you'll decide. Let me just share something with you from all my folks here who've gotten hired. The first day that you go to that job, my friends, you will feel totally overwhelmed. You're not going to feel like you're really good at it. So why don't you just decide on day one of learning that you're really good at this and then start building evidence to support it? Okay, it's because the way to be good at development or any tech skill, UX, is to stick with it see a bunch of problems all the way through, and to trust yourself that you will find the answer. But my friends, that's an answer you will not know at the beginning. Okay? That's true in development. That's true in UX. That's true in project management. That's true in instructional design. It really doesn't matter. You're not going to, it's too big. If you're working on the right kind of problem, it's too big to be able to encapsulate the entire solution at the beginning. So don't waste your time with that. Instead, just practice believing that you are good at it and decide with certainty, hey, I'm just good at this, okay? Practice believing that. Write it down. Think about it. Tell some people, yeah, I'm I'm learning tech. I'm really good at this. And then begin and continue building evidence to that case, all right? So tool number one is is really decide and practice believing. So now as we build the evidence, what does that mean, okay? So the next tool is to show up. And I've talked a lot about show up for yourself, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But really, I want you to just show up. (laughs) The most important part is to show up because the surest way to lack confidence is to not consistently build your skills. Okay. So the more that you show up, the more evidence you will have to build certainty in your abilities. So, okay, that's pretty logical, right? Like I want to be good at this, so I'm going to practice it a lot. The problem in tech is that it beats us down a lot. So we have to practice believing we're good at it, even when it's hard. And we have to really look for that evidence that we're good at it. Maybe it's like, hey, I showed up again. 
I showed up to do it again. Sometimes that's what your evidence is. Okay. So getting practice is the best way to do it, right? Not memorizing a bunch of things, but really getting practice. Let's take interviewing, for example. The best way to get better at interviewing is to, ding, 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 interview. So if this is the first time that you're interviewing or it's the first time in a long time, you might be like, well, thanks, that's not helpful at all. But no, that's why we have the mock interviews, right? That's why mock interviews are really, really caught on. They're really popular because you can simulate the real feeling, the real experience that you're going to have, and you can practice being confident in that mock interview. And the more that you pretend that that mock interview is real, so you prepare really hard and you show up and you do the hard work and you write your answers out and you think about them and you practice saying them all before the mock interview, that's going to help you simulate the mock interview as a real interview. But if you take it and you're like, oh yeah, it's just a mock interview, I, I whatever, it's not that big of a deal, that probably won't help you build your confidence because you aren't putting yourself in that experience. So practice the experience. One more thing here on showing up besides for yourself. So showing up means practice. Showing up means showing up to meetups, conferences, coffee with people who are doing what you want to do or who can hire you. Okay. That's also a very important part of showing up. I want you to make a note of that. And you can tell someone on day one, you, I know it's very uncomfortable, but you can tell someone on day one, hey, I'm going to be a developer. Someone at coffee, someone at a meetup. Even if you're not that sure, practice saying it. See if it feels right. You're not a liar. If you say, I'm going to be a developer, I'm working on my skills, and, and then 30 days later, you do it for 30 days, and you're like, you know what, I changed my mind. That's okay. People change their mind. But the more you say it with conviction and practice saying it, that's really the fastest way to understand if this is something you want to do, saying it, believing it, talking to people who are doing it, and practicing it. So you really want to just get in there as fast as you can and start being that person. But when I talk about showing up and building evidence, I want to get into some specifics about showing up for yourself. Definitely a problem for us moms, right? Like we definitely struggle. Oh, I'm going to take care of all the stuff for the family, all the stuff for the kids, and then I'll take care of me. And that just doesn't work when you're working towards a goal, okay? So showing up for yourself means, literally, it might even feel silly. It probably does feel silly in the beginning. I can't remember because I've been doing this for a while. But now it just feels normal, is that you sh- you put on your calendar what you're actually going to be doing. And it's basically, I mean, if we're just cutting to the chase, it's booking an appointment with yourself. That's what it is. You're booking an appointment with yourself. It's on your calendar and you're not going to miss it. That's really important to building confidence. Okay, because here's the thing. You're doing what you say you're going to do. Ding, ding, ding. That's building confidence one way. But the other way is that you're actually doing the work, right? You're actually doing the work. That's more evidence. So the evidence is you show up for yourself and you're practicing the skill that will help you be more confident. Right, you're actually programming. You're working your way through a program. You're actually doing user flows. Okay, whatever it is. Now, if you're saying, Ellen, um, it's not that easy. Listen, folks, this this 42 year old's nursing a baby. <laughs> I totally get it. Right, like our time is not always our own. But if you allow some flexibility in your life, 
and you start to show up for yourself, then you won't get derailed as much. You just won't. I know emergencies happen. That's okay. But you'll be able to identify what those emergencies are if you build this habit. So what does that look like? We're going to look at building the habit of showing up for yourself. And then we're going to look at even how to structure the time within. So when you decide that you're a great developer and you're going to show up for yourself, I work on my developer skills, let's say from 1 to 3 p.m., okay? And if you're working full-time, maybe that's 7 to 8 p.m. because it's only one hour, that's a lot. Otherwise, try to get two hours in. But regardless, just get started, okay? Putting that time on your calendar. You might even like invite your spouse so that you guys are on the same page. Look it. I'm not doing dinner or I'm not doing dishes or whatever it is. Okay, now that's your routine. But just having that time of, okay, I'm working on my developer skills from one to three, that's going to be kind of the baseline. That's going to be the, you know, show up, do that. But I want you to get even more specific. What will you do during that time? And even more specific than that, what is the outcome that will come from that time? And it really is hard to guess with tech because, and I would say, especially with development, user research and UX, another one. But needless to say, it's going to take more time than you think. Okay. It's going to be harder than you think and it's going to take more time. So you're going to be wrong, but that's okay. I want you to name the specific outcome. So the specific function in the code that you're writing, the specific screens that you're doing for the wireframe, whatever it is, and just start trying to identify what you can get done in that time, okay? Even if you're wrong. Because like, how are you going to know how long things take if you don't take a guess and see what, what happened? And if you keep doing this, here's what happens. You start to get better at estimating your time and you start to get better with your skills and you still won't ever be perfect. But like, it's not like the timer goes off and boom, okay, here it is. It's totally there. But it's still worth the effort. Even though it's not going to feel great, it's worth the effort because this will give you confidence, okay? Because you're building the skill and you're building certainty around how long it's going to take you. Now, word of warning here. I already know. And if you're thinking, oh my gosh, how is this lady inside my head? Your brain is going to tell you that it's taking too long. So you definitely are not good at it. It's also going to say, but if you were smarter, you would be better and you'd be like all the other women out there who are learning faster than you or men and they're doing it better than you. That's what your brain's going to tell you. Our brains can be super cruel sometimes. So I want to let you know, none of that's true. Your brain is just scared because it's growing and learning and that means death to your brain. It really does. Because it wants to be comfortable, not be in this survival mode of, oh my gosh, we're changing. Okay, there's something in our environment that's changing. We just want to kind of keep it the same. Learning and growing, by definition, is not comfortable. So it's really important to know that because maybe you'd show up for yourself for a week or two, but around day 14, maybe sooner, your brain is going to start saying, see, we're not good at it. Do you see what I'm saying? We're just seriously, we're not good at this. No. And then, and then you're gonna you're gonna ping me in the Facebook group, Ellen. I really appreciate this. I'm just not good at it. It's me. It's not you. You need to understand that those thoughts and feelings are totally normal, and it's not that you're not good at it. If it takes you longer, you're not slow. 
you're doing it right. You're doing it right. That's it. Just show up for yourself and show up for yourself specifically with specific items like we talked about. And why do I say specifically? Why do I say that? Because most of the time when our brain goes to that place of like, I'm just not good at it, that's just drama in our brain. And we'll just define that as unproductive thoughts. Ugh, who wants those, right? We have them all the time. And that's created when we feel overwhelmed. And we feel overwhelmed when we are making it too big, okay? So that's the next tool is to make it winnable by making it smaller. Because oftentimes our brain is feeding us this junk about you're not good, you're not good, you're not good. Really, it's just too big. And it might not even be that specific calendar event is too big. It might be that your thought about it is too big. Like you've named those five screens that you're going to work on, but oh my gosh, it's so hard because you have to make a million decisions in it, right? So, so you can be your, brain can be serving you up thoughts that are just too big. So ask yourself this, am I making this problem where I'm not quite as confident too big? And here are some examples. So let's say you're feeling frustrated, okay? You're just, you're feeling, you're feeling frustration and you ask yourself, what's, what's a problem right now? What's the problem? What's hard for me? And the answer is everything. Everything is hard for me. Okay, well, that's not a solvable problem, right? So that is going to be too big. And another question that you can ask yourself or, or someone might ask you, what's wrong in your life right now? And you say, I just need to get my act together or I'm a hot mess. I'm just, I'm a hot mess. And that's making it too big. We can't solve that problem. It's too big to solve. So let's get even more specific. Where would you like to build confidence? Interviewing. Too big, my friends. Too big. What part of interviewing? You just, I just want to be confident in interviewing. Okay. Well, what, let's break it down. What are the different elements? Okay. How about your skills? Okay. How about, um, the questions you want to ask? Okay. Well, it's really just about breaking it down. Okay. And then maybe another example is what is hard about your tech learning? What is hard about, and you say coding, UX, the whole UX process is hard, not winnable. Now, the whole UX process might be hard for you. And that might be very true. Okay, fine. But you're not going to make it winnable unless you make it smaller. Okay, let's look at user research first. What's hard about user research? Okay, let's break it down. I keep breaking it down. So all of those things that I just mentioned, everything's a problem. I'm a mess. Interviewing is where I want to build confidence. Coding is what's hard about tech. All of those things are too big. And you're making the problem unwinnable when you make it too big. So that's why I say show up specifically and then describe it in a calendar appointment and what you will complete in a specific time frame. So you're not like, I'm just working on this problem forever. Time can also be too big, okay? So if that's not working for you, the problem is too big. And then here's the trick. The reason of all that stuff I was saying before about your brain's going to serve up all this stuff about how you're not good enough, when you are new, pretty much everything's too big. Like, Everything is too big. The UX process is too big. What coding language to pick is too big. Even your first appointment with yourself, you can try to make it as small as you want. It's still going to be too big. 
So when you lack confidence to say, let's say complete a programming challenge, like you're trying to do your first programming project and it's just too big and it's tic-tac-toe or whatever it is, then you likely just need nothing wrong with you. You're not doing anything wrong. You need more time. You need fewer steps, right? Let's focus on that X or both. Probably both. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I know it sounds simple, but if you just break it down into smaller pieces, and maybe you need a new piece of information, but you're not going to find that unless you can really hone in on that exact problem. What's that exact problem? That's what happened with this podcast. I started pulling it together, my outline, something I've done about 70 times before. So it wasn't even new. And it was all jumbled and stressed. And then I had some great thoughts about how I wasn't very confident about confidence. And then I asked myself, is that true? No, I have lots of evidence to support that I'm actually very good at confidence. So I knew my brain wasn't the problem. So I came back, my brain came back with, well, maybe it's too big. Ah, that's it. That's how I came up with confidence building one because it was just too big. It was too, I was, it was too big of a topic. And when I ended up breaking it down and saying, okay, I have a million things I want to talk about, about confidence, but I'm going to decide on these five things, then I started to not be as stressed and I started to get into action. So the question that you want to filter through when you just are feeling overwhelmed, how can I make this small enough to be winnable so that I'll be confident that I can do it, right? So how can I make it small enough to be winnable? And in the beginning, that's going to be very, very small. That is totally fine. That is totally fine that it's very, very small. If you start thinking, but if I take these baby steps every single day, I'll never get anywhere. Okay. Also not helpful. Make it small enough to be winnable. Winnable means you keep going. Keep going means momentum. Momentum means you get there. That's it. So really make it winnable for yourself. And when you feel the stress or overwhelm, like you're lacking in confidence, just start to ask yourself some of these questions like, how can I make it small enough to be winnable? All right. So many more things I want to talk about about confidence, but I'm going to do just just two more. And one is the physiology of confidence. Okay. And, and Tony Robbins is the master of this. I mean, he's the master of quite a few things, but really the physiology of confidence. So what he would say is you, you can get into state. If your mind doesn't feel confident, make your body move in a certain position and then you'll gain confidence. Now, the, I, that's totally true. Now, when we're looking at our tech learning and getting hired and interviewing, we still need skills. We still need to skill build. And still, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't take an opportunity, every opportunity to use every tool that we have to build confidence. So a couple of key points, and I'm going to link to um, my favorite getting into state resource in the show notes here, but here are a few highlights. One, one thing you can do is just sit up straight. You can sit up straight to speak with more confidence. And the other thing is you can control your breathing. And if you if you sit up straight and control your breathing, you are going to end up being very confident. I know I get and I'll link to this one too. But I remember I was sitting outside of this um I was about to meet with this VC and and I was pitching him an idea and I mean, he's a big deal in the triangle and and I was pretty new to work, honestly. I just returned and didn't have that much experience um, 
from staying at home after the past six years. And I mean, I was wigging out. So most of the stuff I'm talking about in this podcast is routine and how to build it. But like, what about in the moment? (laughs) What about in the moment? If you can get yourself to slow your breathing. So I literally looked up just, I was outside his house because that's where we were meeting. And I looked up like how to calm down (laughs) or something. And it was relax or something. And it it walked me through a breathing uh, technique. And it just got my breathing to slow down. And that's really helpful. So if you're if you're waking out right now in the moment, I I would highly recommend that. Um, just searching like how to control my breathing. However, I have one that I I like to use now all the time just to get me into focus mode. And it's five minutes. It's five minutes. We're not talking about. I know meditation. There's a lot of great stuff out there. I'm not talking about uh, hours and hours. Really. Uh, and in fact, if you get a good enough strategy, you can just walk yourself through it. But you know, if you're wigging out, you just have someone else do it. So I'll link to that. But really controlling your breathing and sitting up straight and even just building better posture can be helpful. So if you're about to walk into a meeting, maybe walk around a little bit, get your posture really set and then take some deep breaths. Um, And so that's for in the moment. But for the routine, that's why you'll see people who exercise tend to show up more confidently in other areas. It's not 100%, but they're showing up for themselves. And then they're building their muscles and body and they're growing um, in that way, whether they're growing in their strength or growing in their um, abilities. And that gives them confidence. But I like any exercise routine that's going to help you get into a confident state. I have done yoga with Adrian. And I like, she does one for 10 minutes. And that's a great one to start with if you're starting an exercise routine or you want to build your posture. So I'll link to that exercise routine. But it really can build your confidence because you're like, I'm standing up straight and I can breathe. I can have controlled breathing. So those are the physiology of confidence, just really touching on it. Um, But like I said, Tony is the man. He's got great ideas for this. And I think that it's a great way to show you how you can really change from I'm not I'm not in the mood for it. I'm I don't feel confident and use your physiology to change what your brain is serving up to you. Okay. Last one. And I'm excited because I get to talk about Tim Ferriss, who's my favorite Tim open invitation on the podcast. Anytime you want to come on. But our last confidence building tool is to name your fear. Tim does an amazing job with us. He just has one just just a TED talk. He has a TED talk and a blog on this, but I'm saying they're kind of short. And so they're worth reading. I'll link to them in the show notes here. But it's important the way that he walks you through this fear setting exercise. Okay. Fear setting, he calls it. And so one of the highlights is that he'll ask the question, what's the worst thing that could happen? And then he will literally write down what's the worst thing that can happen. I think this is so great for confidence building because you're putting your stress aside, what's the worst thing can, that can happen. And I want to encourage you, and Tim encourages you to be ridiculous about it. I, I, I've, I've done this. I love writing the most ridiculous things. Like if you keep going, most of us will end up naked in a gutter, you know, without any food to eat and no one loves us. I mean, really, if we go there, that's pretty much the way it's going to be. I don't know why it's a gutter. That's just what my mom always used to say. There, bad things were happening in gutters. But what's the worst thing that could happen? Write that down and then you'll see that that's never going to happen. So if you're talking about an interview, 
I mean, they could laugh at me. I could have zero answers. They could tell me I'm dumb, right? They're definitely going to tell you that in the interview. I mean, <laughs> that. but tell me that thought hasn't ever occurred to you. Oh, they're going to think I'm so stupid. But if you, you know, if you really think about it, they would never do that. And let's just say someone said that to you. Okay, red flag. We don't want to work at that company, right? But it's important to write down what our biggest fear is because what do you know, going back to making it winnable, most of the time, it's just so big that we feel fearful. It's just so big. But when we break it down and we actually write it down, and you know, I love writing it down, write it down and we look at it. And this is even for my folks out there that I haven't convinced you to journal yet. You can just write down what's the worst thing that could happen and write it down. You know, same thing. I'm a developer. What's the worst thing that could happen if that comes true? What's the worst thing that could happen if it doesn't come true? What's the worst thing that could happen if you tell somebody and then you don't become a developer? They're not coming after you. I promise. So it's really important because oftentimes we've just got so many things spinning around in our head. And so what I love what Tim says about fear setting is it really just breaks it down. We can see how ridiculous our thoughts are a lot of times. And we can bring it back to what actually can be a solution for us. Not only that, but we allow space for confidence when we name our fear. We allow space for confidence to move in because we're not spinning in all that drama. We're like, yeah, I'm not going to be naked in a gutter, you know, face down with no one who loves me. We're not, that's not actually going to happen. So what is going to happen? So I love that one. And I hope these tools have been helpful to you on confidence building one. I obviously have a lot more to say on this topic, but I really do want to stress that you can be confident. And and let's say you're just, that is a major issue for you. You can always get better at where you are. You can always get better. But I would submit that most of you listening right now can be extremely confident, extremely confident. It will require using some of these tools, putting them into practice and forgiving yourself when you're not totally perfect. You're not a liar. You're just a human. And we're all in this together. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed Confidence Building. I'll see you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E. T-E-C-H-Y dot com. I'll see you next time.